Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. We're a community-driven church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and invite you to join us on Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. For more information, visit our website, eastsidechurch.co. Open your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 22. Second Samuel chapter 22. This verse was given to me for the men's retreat by one of the wives before we went. I said, please beat this into my husband while he's gone. No, that's not, that's not really what happened. <laughs> she just said, I was reading this today and the Lord told me to let you know about it. She says it's good all the way through. And I read it, and I was like on Wednesday, and I just felt like the Lord wanted us to dissect it. And I, <clears throat> I want to do the same. We just kind of, I, I never did preach on it at the men's deal, so I'm going to preach on it tonight a little bit. I just want to walk through it. The biggest thing that I want you to see in it is that David teaches us how to follow Jesus. Da David is a man after God's own heart. How many of you know that David prophesied many times about the Savior? He had understanding of Jesus. He was looking at the cross from where he was, and he had revelation. <clears throat> and he's teaching us how to follow Jesus. And there's some things that I want you to see as he begins to teach us how to follow God, he teaches us that we are to sing to the Lord. Now, what I love about what we're about to read is this is a song that David prophetically sings to God from his own testimony and for his future. It's, it's both. No matter how long you've been following God, you, you, never, you never come to a place where you don't need the Lord. No matter what your testimony and how much you've been delivered of and whatever God's done as far as your enemy's concerned or maybe your past or your deliverance or your healing, whatever it might be, you're still gonna need delivered and healed and protected and sheltered and saved in the future. And he knows what you're gonna face and he wants to teach you through David how to face it. And I love what I see, and that is that David spoke to the Lord with words of this song. And so in other words, David's saying, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. He's my deliverer. In him will I trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm sure he did it a heck of a lot better than that, but he did it. You know what I mean? There's something that happens when we sing to God, no matter how bad it is. It, it comes from the heart. You, you don't sing to your woman, fellas, without it coming from your heart. It's an impossible thing to do to look your wife in the eye and sing to her a love song without something coming from your heart. There's this, there's this stirring deep within you that allows you to sing a song. And so when you worship in the shower, as you're walking around, you can say, Lord, your promises are yes and amen to me. I believe 
I believe. Just sing that with me. I believe, I believe. Isn't that good when you sing it? I believe, I believe. Ha <laughs> ha, Justin's getting tickled. <laughs> I believe, I believe, Lord. I believe everything is true. Everything you write is true, God. Everything is true, Lord. I believe. You can just feel it move the atmosphere, can't you? If you need things to change, David is teaching us how to change them. He's singing what he knows about God. He's singing his personal discovery of the Lord. Isn't that good? What's your discovery of God? If you want to be healed, if you want to be happy, if you want stress to be, go away, if you want anxiousness to go, start singing what you know about God to be true to him. It'll, it'll flee. Every demon in the atmosphere will begin to run. So he said in a song, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior, my stronghold, my, my place that I, when the hurricane and the storm comes, it's the shelter, it's the place I go, it's the basement, it's the thing that the walls won't crumble on. It's that place of protection. He's my, he's my stronghold and my refuge. My Savior, you saved me from violence, and I will, I will say that, I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So, so David tells us that God's his refuge. There's several things that we can see. I'm going to go ahead and point them out to you. And then we're going to go through the rest of the book, and I'm going to point some things out about the book. There's a couple of things that our students are learning on Monday night, and that is how to take this passage of Scripture and own it, how to make it yours. And there's a way to do it here that David's showing us how to be Christ followers. And unless you do what he says, this doesn't work. Unless you actually carry it out and make it personal. In other words, you can't benefit from Dr. Joe doing this. How many believe Dr. Joe and Heidi might do this? Brandon and Cheryl, they might do this. JP and Ashley, they might do this. Do you benefit from them doing it? No. Their testimony can encourage you to do it, but until you do it, it doesn't break things free for you. You've got to begin to do them yourself, and you've got to learn how to do it. And, and he shows, he says, he says, God's my refuge. He knows, David does, that God wants to know him, wants you to know him, really more than you want to know him. Let me say that one more time. There's a song I heard today, and it says, Lord, and it was a, kind of a prophetic song. It said, Lord, I want to know you, and then it was the Lord singing back over us, 
over the person that says, I want to, you know, the Lord's saying, I want to know you. Well, let me just, it was making me cringe a little bit because that's just what happens to me when I don't hear things that line up with Scripture because God knows everything about you. He knew everything about you before you were ever created. He knows every genetic code in your body. He knows every hair on your head. He don't need to get to know you. He really, 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 really wants you to get to know him. And he wants you to know him more than you want to know him. Does that make sense? David knew this. He knew it. He, he attacked God because he knew God's will. God wanted him to know him. And he just says, please come and know me. Know me intimately. David knew that. And so David pursued God to know God and to know his ways. David knew that God was his refuge and that God hears those who love him and are humble before him. David knew that, so he humbled himself before the Lord. He loved the Lord and he loved his ways. In other words, he ordered his life by his ways, and we all know that David made some pretty major mistakes along the way, right? That is an example of how to worship Jesus because you're going to make some mistakes along the way. What David was good at and why God said that David was a man after his own heart is because David was quick to see his error and then turn back to the ways of God right now. Right now. That's me, God. Fall on my face, ashes, repent, tear my clothes, fast for four days. Golly, I can't believe I bought into that mess. Can't believe I was confused and tricked into thinking that. And so David was quick, and he understood that those who love God and those who humble themselves, humbling yourself before God, says, says to the Lord, Lord, my way isn't right. Your way is. Humbling yourself before the Lord says, I know that I need you. I need you desperately, and without you, I can do nothing. Somebody needs to say that with me. Without you, Lord, I can do nothing. Nothing means nothing. So oftentimes we say, I can do this, 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 and this, but I can't do this right here, Lord. I need you right here. This is the slot that I really need you, God. And God says, you can do nothing. Who does God pour himself out on? The humble. The humble. David knew that. David knew that God exposed darkness, and he gives us tool, tools to combat evil forces. David knew that. He knew that he had tools to combat in, uh, evil forces, and one of those tools was intercession. One of those tools was posture and position. David knew that. David knew that God, his refuge, rallied heaven and would bring heaven to earth on his behalf if he was postured right before the Lord. David knew that. He knew that God would send the heavens down before. Wait do you read, wait as we go along, and you see what God does. He also knew that he would train him in the ways of warfare in the spirit. God, God would train David and give him the tools that he need, 
needed to do warfare in the spirit. And as David went through hellish times, basically in life, in this particular story, when we read it, all hell is broke loose in David's life. I mean, he's gotten, he, he, he's being attacked from every side. His authorities attacking him. Anybody ever been attacked by their boss and, and their authorities over them? I mean, sometimes I feel like our government's attacking us at the current time, and maybe, maybe we can break free from that by actually voting for the things of God instead of a party. By the way, I've got stuff out here for voter stuff from Love Life. They're going to be here this weekend. There's a vote coming up for our mayor of Charlotte. The mayor of Charlotte, the current mayor of Charlotte, wants to shut Love Life down. And they've got a list of people that don't want to shut Love Life down. So I'm going to give you that. You can have that. I'm not going to pass that out. But here's the statistic I want you to know. 85% of Christians will not vote in this election. That's the statistic I want you to hear. 85% of Christians will not vote for who's going to be mayor in Charlotte. Don't you be one of them. You find out the facts between now and election day, which I think is Tuesday. You, you find out what people believe, whatever party they represent. Throw the stinking party out. Both of them are corrupt. Figure out who's trying to follow Jesus, not who's going to benefit you. Y'all just hear that? The Lord cares about righteousness, not about whether you have health care. That's big right now in our nation, y'all. I'm not, this ain't even in the message, but man, I'm telling you, it's strong. So David said God was his rock, God was his fortress, God was his deliverer, it was his refuge, he was his shield, he was his salvation, he was a stronghold, he was his refuge and savior. He knew that when hell and hellish forces tried to invade him, that God heard him, that God's anger was aroused toward hell on David's behalf, and then when David sought heaven, God would speak. And when God spoke, light came, and the light exposed the darkness. And when the light came upon the path, the path of David was broadened, and he was empowered and strengthened to carry out the kingdom of God. Because he was humble, he was righteous, and he was anointed servant of the king. That's what we're going to read. That's pretty strong all by itself, isn't it? Did y'all see that up there while I was reading it? Was it flashing behind me? Did, did, did Kevin keep up with me? No. Did he try? No. Was he sleeping? Yeah. All right, here we go. So that was the end of that, Kevin. Here we go. So he says this, he says all those things about God, and let's watch it. When the waves of death surrounded me, you ever felt like that? When the floods of ungodliness made me afraid, you ever felt like that? 
when the sorrows of hell surrounded me, when the snares of death confronted me, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry entered his ears. Then the Lord, then the earth shook and trembled. Watch the response. In my Bible, in verse 8, if you've got it, open, circle then. God, David calls on the Lord. When you call upon the Lord, when you cry out to your God, when you're confronted with evil and all the forces of evil, when you cry out to God with a humble heart, with a heart that's willing to be obedient to his way and his will, when you cry out to him, he'll hear your voice. Your cry will enter the ears of the creator of all things. And when that happens, the earth will shake and it'll tremble. The foundations of heaven will quake and they will shake because he will get angry at all the hellish forces that are trying to befall you. Smoke went up from his nostrils when he heard what was happening to me. A devouring fire, a consuming fire came from his mouth. The word of God is a consuming fire. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. Because he's the light. And he's the light in darkness. He rode upon a cherub. <laughs> That's kind of a cool looking thought right there, isn't it? and flew, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. He'd make darkness, darkness canopies around him because of his light. You ever seen a light shine, and then you try to look from, away from the light, and there's darkness. There's so much light here that when you look away from the light, there's darkness. That's what that description looks like to me. Dark waters and thick clouds of the sky for the brightness before him Coals of fire were kindled because of the brightness of our God. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice, and he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning bolts, and he vanquished them. Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were uncovered, and the rebuke of the Lord at the blast of his breath of his nostrils. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. Now, there's a lot of poetry in that as it's written, and there's a lot of things that you see that that are, are descriptions. One of the things, and you have to understand about Scripture, is like when you see it says that the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus like a dove. Well, let me just make sure that you understand that it was not a dove. That's Hollywood. It was the Spirit of God, and the best way to describe it was like a dove. You see that here. They're describing as best they could what he sees as the Lord begins to do something. But this is what I want you to understand. 
David and the hellish forces of, of the environment and the situation and the atmosphere that he was living in were coming against him, even unto death. Saul was trying to kill him. People were trying to kill him. Uh, just all kind of spiritual warfare that was going on. He was attacked on every side. He was living in the cave. He'd already been anointed king. And everywhere he turned, it seemed like people were trying to get, get him, kill him even. And he was going through this hellish time. And we think when we can't pay our electric bill, that's a hellish time. It is. You know, it's tough sometimes, right? But we got to, you know, we got to get a grip that when hellish forces and darkness come at us, that if we'll cry out to God, if we'll call upon his name, if we're anointed children, sons and daughters of God, if we want to hear his voice and do what he says, if we're aligned with him, if we love him, if we worship him and we come humbly before him saying, God, I know that it is you that does all things and, and, and everything that, that you've got instructed for me in the future, you're going you're gonna to respond to and you're going to give me everything I need to get through this and buy this and prosper in this because you're my salvation. And in that word salvation, the word prosperity is included. You're going to prosper in this because of the Lord. Now listen, when all hellish forces and you're in the right position and you call upon the name of the Lord and you're worshiping God just a moment ago, the ear of the Lord was attentive to you. He heard your voice. He heard your cry. He saw your faith in him. He saw your humility before him, and he heard you. And he sees your circumstances, and he doesn't like it when hellish forces are doing destruction to you. And you need to get a grip that if you'll call on the name of the Lord, and if you'll ask for wisdom, then he'll give it to you if you ask for it without doubting because you know who you are in him, he'll give you a creative way to prosper in everything that's coming at you. Because it says about him that he pulls heaven back like a bow and every force that he has, he shoots on your behalf to do what? What is the arrow? The arrow is heaven. And it comes out, and heaven comes to earth in your circumstance. That's what he says. He says he takes heaven, he pulls it back like a bow, and he shoots it at your circumstance, and that light of the kingdom of God comes upon the darkness that's trying to get at you and shines light on it, and when light hits darkness, it's dispelled. It goes away. And David is saying, this is my God. He's my shelter. He's my defense. He's my refuge. He's my hunker down. I hunker down in my God. He's my defense. And the attitude of God is poured out right here in these passages of Scripture, and it says, he's ticked. 
It's like a bully picking on your kid on the playground. It, it makes you mad, don't it? You'll take it for so long. But at some point, you get up and jerk a knot in that young kid that's picking on your kid, don't you? You don't just sit there and take it forever. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, stop. And if they don't stop, what do you do? Oh, no, they didn't stop. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, 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 hey. Over here. You go over there. You go over there. You put an end to it. It's going to stop. And if he comes back, what do you do? Hey, I said stop. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's what God does. I mean, it's right here. 20. The Lord was my support, David says. He brought me out into a broad place. I love this whole thought process. He delivered me because he delighted in me. He delivered me because he loved me. He delivered me because he likes me. He delivered me because he saw where I was. He saw my love and he saw my heart. And he saw my humility. He brought me out out into a broad place. This has the idea, if you're reading a different translation than New King James, is when the light, it looks like a little bitty path. It looks like a narrow path. And it's just like, you know, the, David says somewhere, he says, you're, you're um, a light unto my feet, a, a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. There's a, it's almost like, you know, you've got a lantern here, and you can see your feet, and you can see just a little bit in front of you. But then he shines a spotlight out here, so you can see where you're going, and it makes it, it, makes it spread out. So what he's saying, David's saying here, he says, the Lord came, he got angry, he came, he brought his light, and he, and he illuminated my pathway of escape and how he was going to bring victory in the circumstance. He's teaching you how to follow God. That's what I want you to get. He's teaching us how to follow the Lord. And me doing what he's doing isn't going to bring you victory. You doing what he's doing brings you victory. He delivered me because he delighted me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. Now, I could preach on about 30 things in this, but you are righteous when you receive Jesus Christ is your, he's your righteousness. He is your righteousness. David says, God saw me in my righteousness because I understand the Savior. I understand the blood. I know the story of Abraham <laughs> and Isaac. I know what that means. I know what's coming. Not only is it coming, but it's coming from my loins. The Savior of the world is going to be from the tribe of David. He already knows. <laughs> Golly. And he's looking forward and he said, I'm righteous before God. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not wickedly departed from my God. 
I've been obedient. Obedient to what? The way God wants it done. No matter what it is, I've been obedient to the way God wants it done. When I mess up, I'm quick to repent. For all God's judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I didn't depart from them. I, I kept his word of God on my heart and in the forefront of my mind. I was also blameless before him because of Jesus, and I kept myself from my iniquity. I kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore, the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness that is found in Jesus according to the cleanness of in his eyes. According to my cleanness in his eyes. That's read better. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. And this is where you, this is something that you need to see that David understood. He understood the whole idea of reciprocity which means, it's a big word that means you get what you sow. You reap what you sow. What you, what you plant, you're going to get. You don't plant a tomato seed and get a grapefruit. He's saying, he's saying I, I know that, that I'm, that I'm going to receive mercy because I'm merciful. With a merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With a blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. With a pure you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. You will save the humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty that you may bring them down. And so David understands clearly that his actions have consequences and that he has bought into the ways of the Lord. He, has, he loves God. He's humbled himself before God. He realizes where his help comes from. He's in full-bore worship. He understands whose God is. He's singing to the Lord, and he says, all these things are true about life. Now, I want you to understand that he hasn't stopped singing. He's still singing all this to the Lord. Because it's in his heart. Now, in my Bible, I've got these little lines that go tack, 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 because this is a break. What you saw David do is you saw him say, this is my condition. And then you saw, he, then you saw David go, and I presented my condition to God. And then you saw David write, here's God's response when I showed him my condition. And then, then you saw David explain that this is, this is how God responded. and He responded this way because this is what I was doing. Because my heart was right before him. Because I was planting the right seed. I, had, I was reaping what I sowed. I, had, I was merciful and I received mercy. He was merciful with Saul and he received mercy. You know, he, he knew that he was reaping what he sowed, and he said about God, this is who he is, and he rescued me, and I know who he is. And this is how he responded. And then he gets to a place where he says, and if you're not like this, you're not going to receive these things. If you don't have this heart toward God, you're going to get something different. Your result won't be the same. 
And then <laughs> he shifts gears. This is my condition. I brought it to you, God. All heaven was stirred. You pulled back all the forces of heaven and you shot them at the, at the hellish forces that were after me because this is your nature. This is your character. This is why you respond the way you do. So, Lord, you are a lamp, O oh Lord. You will enlighten the darkness for you, for by you I can run against a troop. I can do this and I can do that. By my God, I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He's a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? There's no other God. And who is a rock except my God? God is my strength. He's my power. He makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He sets me on high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bronze bow. In other words, he's now saying, this is how God prepares me for battle. Now, a bronze bow actually is translated in the Hebrew as steel. Do you think he really means a steel bow? Or do you think he really means that it is, a, it is whatever is necessary, whatever strong weapon is necessary to defeat the foe? Every heavenly force that David needs to defeat the foe, his weapon is prepared to do so. All heaven is at his hand. And it's brought on by the Lord. You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your gentleness has made me great. God's gentleness has made you great. Say that with me. God's gentleness has made me great. You enlarge my path under me so that my feet don't slip. I have pursued my enemies and I have destroyed them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. All the enemies, all the hellish forces, David says God gave him power to destroy and he gave him that power and David took advantage of that power and he destroyed his enemies and they will never have the potential to turn back toward him again and I have destroyed them, I've wounded them, so they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. For you have armed me with strength for battle. You have subdued under me those who rose against me. Who did it? God did it. You have also given me the necks of my enemy. This is, the, this is Seth is verse on Sunday, so that I destroyed those who hated me. They look, but there was none to save them. And this is what I want you to hear. This is, this is so, so much stuff. I got 49 seconds. He says, where am I? Thank you. They look, but there was nobody to help them. Nobody to save them. They looked even to the Lord, but he didn't answer them. Why? 
and then love him. They weren't humble before him. What they had planted in the past wasn't going to produce anything at that moment. And when they attacked the wrong dude, they reaped what they sowed. Then I beat them as fine as the dust of the earth. I love David. I trod them like dirts in the streets, and I spread them out all over the place. God, you also deliver me from the strivings of my people. You have kept me as the head of the nations. A people I have not known shall serve me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take back ground that I didn't. I'll take ground that I didn't deserve. It's called grace. The foreigners submit to me. As soon as they hear, they obey me. The foreigners fade away and come frightened from their hideouts. You've given me influence because of my relationship with you. He's teaching us how to follow Christ. And then David does what David always does at the end of anything that he writes as he goes into full bore worship. He just turns it up into worship and he says, the Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted, the rock of my salvation. It is God who avenges me and subdues the people under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who Rise against me. How do you sing that? You also <laughs> lift me up above those who rise against me, Lord. You have delivered me from the violent men, O oh God. Therefore, I will give you thanks. O oh Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name forever and ever and ever, O oh God. You are the tower of my salvation. You are my king, O oh God. And show mercy to his anointed to David and his descendants forever and ever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? He's teaching us how to follow Jesus. <laughs> Look what you're doing to me, man. You ain't been back a week. <laughs> That's just the way it was, though, isn't it? That's what it's about. That's life. That's not mustering anything up. That's depending on God. And, and, and David was the one that was the recipient of the things of God because of his heart toward God. So the question is, do you believe that God wants to do that in you? And are you doing what you need to be doing? This is the challenge that the men have been getting. Are you doing what you need to be doing so that the things that David says about God, you can say about God? Man, oh man, oh man. We get three, four hundred people doing that in this place. Holy cow. What are we going to see? What are we going to see? It's going to be great, isn't it? It's already great. It's just going to get better. Amen? 
Why don't we stand? Lay hands on somebody near you. Let's pray over each other. Father, you are king of kings. Say it. Father, you are king of kings. Lord of lords. God of all gods. You're my refuge. You're my tower, strong tower. You're my strength. You're my deliverer. You're my rock. You're my fortress. You're my shield. You're my salvation. You're my stronghold. You're my savior. When hellish forces come against me, you're my deliverer. You're my rescuer. You pull the bow back in heaven. And you fire heaven toward hell. The light toward the darkness. You make my path wide. Easy for me to walk. So I don't stumble. <laughs> Father, I believe. I expect. I can't wait to see your deliverance, your salvation, your healing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Shout to God. Bless your day. <laughs> Now, now you can make it through Thursday and Friday and Saturday and come back Sunday and we'll do it again. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Eastside Church Podcast. If you have any questions or need more information, visit our website, eastsidechurch.co.